Welcome to Manager Tools. How to go on vacation, part two. Here we go. Folks, if you wanted to come to our Effective Manager Conference for quite a while, but either we don't come to your location or you simply can't afford it because your company won't pay, we understand, and that's why we've created our video Effective Manager Conference series of videos. You will be able to see the entire conference on video, including the practice, broken down into small 10 to 15 minute segments. Each segment has a quiz and there's a transcript to go with it through which you can search for those topics you wish to go back on. Come to the website, check it out, get a license for our video effective manager conference. Okay, so let's, let's get into some of those details. Um, one is, after you briefed your number two, you're gonna brief your entire team, not just your number two, your entire team. Yeah, a weekly team meeting or a staff meeting, a day or two, or maybe even up to a week after meeting with your number two, tell everyone what the plan is for you being gone. Hey guys, agenda item here. I'm gonna be on vacation in three weeks. Um, Roger's gonna be in charge while I'm gone. He's gonna make decisions for me. I'm delegating my, my meeting items to him and uh, he's going to be, uh, he's taking responsibility for some of my deliverables. Um, we're deferring some things. We're doing some things early, but for those things that can't be deferred or done early, he's going to take care of them while I'm gone. And walk him through all the agreements we're going to talk about. And if you're feeling confident about your number two and your number two is a near-term future manage, manager, have him or her do the briefing for you because that's what they would do when they become a manager and they use this process to go on vacation and to actually recharge their batteries rather than to feel low-grade anxiety the entire time. That's right. And it's a nice way of uh, her being able to show that she's in charge. Right? Exactly. <laughs> like, like, and, and, and I got to tell you something. If you've got issues with someone else being in charge while you're actually in charge, let me just tell you, I used to feel that way. It's dumb. It's so much cooler and so much more respected by people who are intelligent for you to recognize, look, I'm in charge. The fact that she's going to run things while I'm gone doesn't change the fact that I'm the manager and she's just acting in my place. And you don't need to try to be in charge all the time. The harder you try to be in charge, the more you prove you're insecure about That's it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, once you've done that, I mean, there's other folks that you might want to talk to as well, right? Key internal customers, uh, maybe, you know, other key relationships in the organization. Yeah. I, I think the reason for this is, one, I remember somebody telling me once, I, I notified my boss I'm going to be on vacation in three weeks. and Like, didn't didn't he approve it? Yeah, well, I just wanted to notify him. I said, yeah, okay, great. And I realized that's, I said, well, who else? This is well, nobody. I said, what about internal customers? What about key peers? What about your good friend over in a department that you've been collaborating with or so on? Uh, you know, they'll probably find out about it. Or, yeah. <laughs> they'll figure no. it out. <laughs> no. So when you're done notifying your team, notify key customers, key other peer relationships, or even boss or mentor relationships directly, specifically, and personally about your vacation. Don't send out an email blast to 200 people. 195 of those people don't care. Okay, and probably they're going to go, oh, lucky you. <laughs> Send five individual emails. Everybody else can get voicemail. Everybody else can get out-of-office emails once you're gone. I, I got to tell you, somebody sends out an email to 200 people three weeks in advance, and I get that email and says, I'm going to be on vacation, and I don't know that guy that well, but he feels he needs to let everybody know. I delete that email really fast. 
and I forget about it in the intervening three weeks, and then I send him an email. I send him an email, and I get the out of office back. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. Nah, who cares? Oh, I, I yeah, I can't believe you did. That. I, I mean, I immediately stop everything I'm doing because I want. I'm going to delete the email eventually, but I need to read it. Then I need to put it on my calendar. So I put it on my calendar. Joe Schmo out on vacation. Um, and I collect as many details as I can about where they're going, yeah. who they're going with. That's why people like you do. more than me. Yeah, that's, that's why when people write me. us, it's just me. you get the nice thank you notes. And, yeah. That's and all. People I say, all Mark, I, Mark, thank you, and I forgive you. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's uh, you. You're a sweetheart. I got to tell you. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what everybody says. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Okay, out of office email. Now, like I don't like getting out of office emails, but I'll tell you what, it beats sending an email to somebody and. It disappearing off in the blue yarn and two weeks go yeah. by, I don't hear anything and I don't know why, right? Or or even worse, even worse, I don't know who to get in contact with because it's urgent, at least in, in yeah. from my perspective. Yeah, well, here I had a couple of conversations about three months ago with a couple of younger technology managers who had expressed some frustration about some Christmas break or something. And they, you know, said, my, I don't like getting out of office emails. You know, I don't. I don't like. It's a standard thing. I so what? What don't you like? Is it? Is it the standard thing? Just the you know, I'm I'm out of the office, and they said, yeah, I like. But really, as I dug in, it's like, well, I wish they were there. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so in other words, the, to me, this is a case of the narcissism of the world revolve around that individual, and. In the, both of these people's cases, they were fairly young, and I admit that I did less smart things and was less wise when I was 25 than when I am now at 55. Um, but what they're doing is saying it's important to me for them not to be gone. But these same people are going to go on vacation, and they're not going to use out of office because they don't want to upset other people. And it's literally the exact opposite thing of what the culture or the organization or what they need to do to be effective, which is... People need to go on vacation, and when you send them an email, they're entitled to go on vacation. The organization needs to go on vacation. They need to do it the right way. We have two choices. You can be notified that they're on vacation so that you then get to determine what you're going to do about it, or you can get nothing, and you can assume and get angry that it's been three or four days and you haven't gotten a response, which is funny because everybody says, oh, no, you have to respond to emails immediately around here. So the idea that out-of-office emails are frustrating is a function of the sender getting the notification back, and it is suggestive that that person is more important than the other person, but that's false. The key here is not, I haven't counted this right now, I wish I, I had, um, but at least, like I say, at least 50%, if not more, of the out-of-office emails I get, say, I'm out of office. They don't say when they're returning. They don't. Yeah, talk, they don't say yeah. who I should talk to in in terms of getting my. You know who's the number two or who who I should call. Who what's their email address? So it's just I'm out of office. Well, well, great. Why don't you tell me you're out of office? Yeah. There's a your job function still needs to get done. Who should I be talking to? Yeah. So you let correspondence. You let email people know in your out, outbound message. Your your autoresponder. Let them know whom to call, or email your number two. Put a link to your number two's email in the notice. Put your number two's cell phone in your notification. In fact, there shouldn't be a reason. Some of you will go, well, I have a reason. And I'm going to say to you, I don't want to know what it is. Not to auto-forward all your mail directly to your number two as well. I just got to tell you. 
And people say, oh, I wouldn't do that. I got to tell you guys, my, my admin and other people in the company read my email. What do you do on an email that somebody else wouldn't know about? You wouldn't want them to know about? Like, dude, that's pretty dumb. That's like, that's like I, a couple of years ago during one of the Wall Street scandal revelations, there was an email sent between one trader broker to another trader or broker, and in all caps, do, period, not, period, tell, period, anyone, period. This is on the corporate email system. Oh, my God. Yeah, out of forward all your mail. Now, in my case, I have an admin, so I, I don't. My admin gets all of it, and it's really urgent. Now, my admin's not my number two, guys, but if it's really urgent, she'll know enough to tell somebody. Judy's good. Yes, but, guys, here's, here's the point. Don't think that because email can now be delivered to you on a device you can hold in your hand, slip into your pocket, and no one will notice that you have it, don't think you're going to handle mail, to do mail, while you're on vacation. You'll ruin your vacation, per my earlier point. And as I said before, what many folks don't realize is the amount of mail you get is, in part, a function of how much mail you send. If you don't do mail on vacation, um, you, get you won't get it. Yeah, you, you, yeah. yeah no you'll kidding. just get a lot less. Yeah. Okay, the other thing, folks, change your voicemail when you're on vacation. Change it and tell people, I'm on vacation. <laughs> Yeah, again, this is the same thing. I get the same thing. Well, I don't like getting that. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I listened to that. I'm like, so that person should not go? No. Well, I, you know, they should go. Well, they shouldn't put that notification? Yeah, I don't like hearing it. So what should they do? Just, hey, leave me a message? Yeah. So in two days when they haven't gotten back to you, three days, four days, what are you going to do? Well, I'll call them again. Wouldn't it have helped you to know? Yeah, but I still don't like getting it. You're an idiot. You're, you're, you just expect everything to cater right to you. And you're pointing out the fundamental issue of principal and agent conflict between the principal, the organization, and the agent, you. And the principal doesn't exist to satisfy the agent. In fact, I'm sorry, it's the other way around. You exist to satisfy the organization in your professional context. Yeah, and thank God, because I've done an extensive study of this. We don't have any idiots listening to this podcast, and so yeah, we, we that's know that's good. not going to happen with our audience. Yeah. So. In fact, we just validated recently that we have 1.2 million non-idiots every month listening to our podcast. Yeah, so look, change your voicemail to say you're on vacation. If you use your cell as a primary work number, don't answer it while you're on vacation. If someone leaves you a voicemail from a number you don't know, and refuses to make an extra call to your number two after hearing your number two's cell phone number on the call, and then expects action on your part, you're not responsible for it. When you're on vacation, someone can't leave you a deliverable in your voicemail unless they're your boss's boss's boss or your boss or your boss's boss, in which case you would know those numbers. And you may not pick up because you might be underwater in the pool. And if your boss gets mad at you about that, then you need a new boss. But when you check your message within a reasonable period of time, then you call them back if, in fact, it's necessary, or perhaps you forward it on to your number two. If you want to listen to a message from someone whom you may know may be worth your time, that's fine. Just don't action things. Listen to the message, call your number two, and delegate it to them. 
There you go. And then you say, well, I don't like the fact that, you know, I, I feel like my boss has the king's X here, that he is going to roll over me. Yes, okay, and that will be one person. And it'll only be one person. And your spouse already knows your boss is a jerk, and there's nothing he or she can do about that. Fine. And then endeavor forever, commit to yourself and to your God and to your spouse that you will never do that to your directs. Don't. Under punishment of death. Yeah. So you may be surprised at how many people leave messages like this. You put your out-of-office voicemail message, and they send, oh, dude, sorry, you're on vacation. Don't you dare call me back. Enjoy. Talk, we'll talk about X when you get back. Right? Right. Th- that's, what, that's what the majority of people, the people whom you care about and whom therefore care, those are the people, they'll, they'll say that. Yeah. Now, if, if somebody really powerful trumps it, okay, again, there's nothing you can do about that. You got to resist the temptation as well, because there's a temptation when you get that is to interrupt what you're doing, to call the person back and action it right away. It's kind of a way of oh. like thanking per- the person for yeah. for the respect while you're on vacation, right? That's yeah. So I'll tell you what. I'll be the guy on vacation. Mike calls me, and he gets an out of office voicemail, which as a vacation voicemail says, "Hey, this is Mark, folks. I'm on vacation this week. I'm in Maui with my wife. I'm playing golf. If you need something urgently, my assistant is Danny Martin. You can reach her at this email address, and here's her cell phone number. I'm unlikely to respond to requests unless it's urgent, and in fact, it may involve Danny. Uh, hope you have a good week. I'll talk to you when I get back." Okay, Mike hears that. I go say, hey, hey, dude, hey, glad you're on vacation. Enjoy it. No, 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 no need to call me back. Don't you dare call me back, dude. You're having a vacation. Yeah. Enjoy it. Say hello to Rhonda for me. Have a right. good time. We'll uh, we'll talk when you get back. And then I think, oh, Mike's so nice, and I haven't talked to people at the office, and so I call him and say, hey, dude, thanks for being flexible. I really appreciate it. Enjoying Maui enormously. But tell me, what is it you need, right? I mean, uh, look, I want to say thanks, so I'll go out of my way for you here to show you I'm a really good friend back to you since you were a good friend to me, and I'll try to do something for you. What is it you need? You're, You're on the special list. And trust me. Mike right now is thinking what? <laughs> See, dude, are you, yeah. you're flipping crazy. I just told I you. Just told you. Like, exactly. now, I, now, I, and now, because I'm not really that much a nice of a guy, I'm also thinking, like, dude, now I got to call you back and tell you to ignore it. Now, now I got to call yeah. you again. Like, dude, I told you we'll talk about it when we get back. Yeah, Enjoy and I, I can tell you part of the reason this podcast exists because I was on vacation. I realized we had never addressed it. And my good friend Dan West, our good friend Dan West of Apple, called while I was on vacation and left a message saying, dude, so excited that you're on vacation. Hope you enjoy Hawaii. Da, 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 da. And he knew I wouldn't call him back. He knew. And when I talked to him after the fact, he's like, you know, good call. You didn't call me back. I'm like, dude, I, the worst thing in the world for me to do is to dishonor your request to be left alone. Don't call me back and then to, to trump you on that. So, yeah, like you and I talk every single day. And when you're on right. vacation, I, don't, I think we talked once, maybe one, maybe twice at the most. But, you know, it's like, dude, you're on vacation. <laughs> you know? Yeah, be on vacation. Yeah, it's okay. Another way to say this is you're connected enough. Right. The amount of connection you have with other people today, unless you're emotionally bereft or something, um, is fine. And to have to communicate on vacation is irrelevant and unnecessary. Right. And part of communicating, okay, we talk about voicemail, email. Dude, don't check email on your on vacation. Don't do it. 
I included this twice because I've seen email. People just don't even realize it. And you see spouses. I go on vacation. I remember a few years ago, Drake and I went to Disney World and three or four of the parks in Orlando and just had an absolute ball. I really love the Disney experience every time I go. And you could see people. And I wasn't checking mail. And, you know, you could see the, the looks of spouses and the number of times that a person would stop and they're sitting in a street corner and they're waiting to cross the street to go to some other amusement, some other attraction, and husband or wife pulls out the phone and starts checking things and the family's suddenly 50 meters away. And the spouse is like, you know what? Family's not number one here. Not. Uh, right now, work is number one on the family vacation we've saved up for for a year. So I put this in the out-of-office discussion don't handle mail while you're on vacation but i put it in again as a fundamental principle you can't check email when you're on vacation don't have your number two communicate with you through text messages or a daily voicemail versus sending mail and to tell you the truth we recommend no news is good news which we'll talk about in a second i don't think you should have to get a daily voicemail saying everything went fine this meeting and that meeting no again now your spouse feels like or your kids feel like Mom or dad is having a meeting on vacation. That's right. But I don't get to go to his office and have vacation when he's at work. So why does he get to do work when I'm on vacation? Not that that's not an overly simplistic view of things, but gee whiz, come on. So don't do it. Just don't. Let's do talk about no news is good news as a rule for notifications from your number two. Because in general, we don't feel that way, right? We generally right, don't no, believe no. no news positive is Positive communication. Positive communication is always the way to go. Because if you do no news is good news, then, then by definition, all news is bad. And that's not the way to run a railroad. That's right. So this is not this doesn't <laughs> this doesn't apply across the board. We're talking about vacation here. And with your number two, the rule no news is good news is in fact a good rule, a good way to go. Yeah, one of the things that people don't realize about the digital world and the connected world is that 50 years ago, executive pay was in part justified by the fact that they were perhaps a fiduciary or they had special responsibilities that may require them to give up a portion of their vacations to be available for significant corporate business, board members, shareholders, uh, public incidents. You know, if you have a 50,000 person company, odds are one of those 50,000 people is doing a stupid thing once a week that may or may not make the news. And if there is news that is associated with your firm 50 years ago, it may require an executive meeting to discuss it. So executives were paid for that. Well, thanks to the genius of technology, now Everybody is living in that hyper-connected world, but not everyone is getting the benefit of being paid like an executive or the social status of an executive and so on. And so there's angst about that. There's fear. There's anxiety. There's uncertainty. Uh, there's doubt. Okay. So the way most effective executives handle vacation notification beyond those first lines of defense like email and voicemail and having a number two is no news is good news. In other words, if you're not hearing from your number two, there's nothing you need to be involved in. If I'm an executive a number of years ago and I go on vacation and I have to be on the hook, part of my pay is to be on the hook for significant things that may require the company to act publicly in some way. Um, and then in addition, I'm required to have daily updates and so on. I really am not getting the true downtime that vacation is intended to provide. So 
they realized we, we got to get rid of that. I can't get rid of the executive mantle, but I can get rid of the day-to-day if I have a good number two. Um, so if things are going okay, you don't need to tell me. And in fact, non-communication is a communication. It's a double bonus. Don't call me if everything's fine unless you absolutely need me. And if you didn't call me today, that proves to me that you didn't need me and everything's fine. And that helps me have a better vacation and I spend less time working. Both. The system is working. You chose your number two well. You're getting the value your company intended you to get by paying for the vacation that they're paying for. That's right. In fact, I had somebody once say to me, well, you know, one of the things I like to negotiate for at Horseman & Company, the predecessor of Manager Tools, is I want you to pay for my vacations. And I say, I do. (laughs) What do you mean? Like, well, I pay you while you're on vacation. Oh, no, that's what I mean. I want, you know, I want you to pay for everything. Oh, no, I pay for your, you, you, and I was like talking to a 25-year-old. I'm like, no, no, that's not how the world works. So, <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, don't ask for, don't expect daily updates. Get uninvolved. Ask for no communication. Notice there's a difference. You don't expect daily updates. You specifically refute daily updates. Don't expect them. Don't ask for them. Ask them not to communicate with you unless you are needed to be involved. That is not reporting or briefing or updates or what's the word I'm thinking for? Hey, a heads up kind of thing. A heads up is a notification and it's not an involvement. And so therefore, you don't hear about that stuff. Right. And to be clear, you're asking specifically to not be communicated to. If you don't say anything, if you don't ask for updates, you may very well get them. uh, You're more, in my experience, you're more than likely to get them. Maybe not every day, but you're going to get, you're going to get updates uh, where you don't necessarily need to. Yeah, exactly. Don't see your number two as a news reader, but rather as an escalator that Only in the event that they believe your knowledge or power is necessary will they communicate with you. Look, ideally, if in fact it comes to an escalation to you on vacation, you'll be able to solve the problem by telling them what to do. But again, taking this step further, don't assume that bad news, meaning it's not good news, so therefore they're talking to you, means you need to get involved. It does not necessarily mean that. Help them solve it. And then have them notify you once it's solved or what the ultimate result is, if in fact they've gotten you in the loop somehow. But you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours doing it. There are rare cases that you will. We're not saying there aren't those situations. But you go in with this and then you use the, uh, with all the recommendations we're making, and then you use the, the, the knowledge that there are exceptions to this. But this will make those exceptions so rare that you'll start having the vacation you're supposed to have. That's right. Now let's talk about conference call, bridge calls, et cetera. We're, <laughs> we live our life on, on phone calls, it seems like, yeah. occasionally. And so when you're out on vacation, you are hopefully going to miss a number of them. <laughs> yeah, you them, don't right? dial in. You don't dial into the bridge. You don't dial into conference calls. Well, you know what everybody else is doing? They're at work wishing, wishing they were on vacation, and they're on mute and doing email. That's right. <laughs> Why would you want to go on vacation and then pay money, which is what you're doing, paying money, to do something that everyone else hates so much that they don't do it when they're at work and supposed to do it. That doesn't mean that your organization can just simply not participate or you can't have a representative, which, of course, is why you have a number two. Right? Sometimes that's true, right? Although we're pretty good about saying you should not go every once in a while and see what happens. And if nothing bad happens, maybe you should stop going altogether. Okay, fine. Nobody believes us on that. But we've done, both of yeah, us have done it repeatedly yes. and it works just fine. But you're on vacation and your number two dials in in your stead. 
And are there exceptions? Yes, but you make the rule. What everybody else seems to be doing in the modern world around vacations is all the exceptions mean there can be no rules and the exceptions are the norm. Well, no, the definition of exceptions are they're not the norm. They're exceptions. The norm is not an exception. So you make the norm such that an exception is dialing in once, once a week. If you're out on vacation during normal operational tempo, not a high operational tempo situation, once a week. More than once a week is too much. And by the way, I will tell you something else. You don't realize it, particularly if you're younger and you don't have 30 years of corporate experience. But I got to tell you, Mike and I do, and we can tell you, you see it as, look, it's not going to be that big a deal. I'm not going to spend hours typing stuff up afterwards. I don't have to prepare a deck. I'm not presenting. I can sit quietly on the call in the hotel room. The kids can watch TV in the connected room. They can keep the noise down. If it's a problem, I can just say, sorry, guys, I'm on vacation. I get all this credit. That's not the problem with dialing into bridges. The problem is the time of day, and it's 9 o'clock in the morning. And so, therefore, now your family can't go to the park until you're off the call at 10 and you just robbed your kids of three hours at Disney. Um, Or you can't go skiing until after lunch because the conference calls at 11. Guys, that's the issue. It is the block of time. And look, there's a guy who told me once, well, I could could be on a call on my headphones while I'm skiing. Yeah, you could. And I could be on a conference call while playing golf. Sorry, guys, got his shot. Hold on one second. Okay, I'm back. That just makes you a dork, a connected dork, but a dork. Yeah, a dork nonetheless. Yeah. Now, so you were in Maui, right? So you don't, you don't, there is no Maui rule that says, hey, while you're in Maui, everything that, that happened at the office didn't happen. Right? It's not there. You can just pretend yeah. it didn't exist. So the fact is, when you're on vacation, stuff happens and it may impact you after you get back. And so you need to know about it. So when you get back, how do I get a hold of all that stuff since I wasn't doing email? What do I do? Yeah. And your first meeting with your number two, you schedule an hour on your calendar for the morning of your return. Okay. Tell your number two that you'll want an overview of primarily operations, what needs to be done, what issues occurred, what things happened. And then also if any people problems arose. Pretty simple. Um, if you want to throw budget in there too because you're heavy budget, you know, fine. Okay. And here's the thing. You don't have to know everything because you can't, and you certainly can't in an hour. It would take you a week to learn everything that happened. And that's it. You just do a briefing. And then there will be some deliverables out of there. Okay, I'll clean up that mess. Or, no, we'll leave that as it is. Or, hey, that was great. And then hopefully you'll be smart enough if you're doing one-on-ones and giving feedback to your number two, a la the Manager Tools Trinity one-on-ones feedback coaching and delegation. You'll give them some feedback about their experience, about what they did and how it helped you. And one of them ought to be, hey, can you give some feedback? When you're able to handle everything that you did while I was on vacation doing this and this and this and this, I get to go on vacation. It's great. Thank you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Now, you you mentioned one-on-ones, and, and we ought to probably be clear here. We're not suggesting that your number two does your one-on-ones with your directs, right, while you're on vacation, right? That yeah, we, yeah, this is the other side of our guidance when we're teaching one-on-ones is there are times when you don't do one-on-ones, when your direct's on vacation, when you're on vacation. That's when you're not supposed to work. You're supposed to really actually live as if you put your family first, which this entire cast is designed to support, by the way. Yeah, no, no vacate, no one-on-ones with anybody for your directs when you're on a vacation, and no, you don't do two one-on-ones when you get back or any of that sort of stuff. You may have longer one-on-ones, um, but I wouldn't schedule them for to be longer necessarily. I would just talk more quickly and crisply. 
Awesome. I, I don't think there's another podcast in the world <laughs> talking about how to take a vacation. I just got to bet on that. And I got to tell you, I, I did not expect this to be that long. And it's been 10 years, and we just now got to a topic as important as vacation. It's absolutely clear after reading the show notes, I was like, oh, dude, this is great because maybe you figure this stuff out, but there's 90% of people just, just haven't thought about it. I also think, uh, you know what, I've been thinking and talking to some young people lately, really trying to pay attention to how our guidance resonates with people who are starting to become managers, because how many people have told us, I wish I'd have learned this 20 years ago before I was a director or whatever, and nobody's teaching this stuff. So you learn by being immersed in a culture, and the culture is not doing this stuff, and these young people will never know that people who are 30 years older than you and I, this is how they did it. And they really went on vacation and number twos really were chosen. And that was a way of strengthening the organization and the individual, both the manager and the number two. And they've just never been exposed to it. Um, and once they start doing it this way, they're like, wow, hopefully they'll start questioning. What are the other things that I don't even think about that simply are the culture here that are in fact inefficient and ineffective, right? There are the things, believe me, go listen to our other 800 podcasts, you'll find them. Yeah. So, guys, trust us. The pressure you perceive to always be on, to always be available, to show that you put work first. Vacations exist for a reason. Your company knows it. They pay you for it. They're helpful. Despite how much you love your work, and I love my work as much as you do, I believe me, if not more. So now you know how to do it right, and so go. Go thee and send no more. All right, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, partner. See you, man. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long. This podcast was produced by Manager Tools. Manager Tools creates actionable management guidance every single week. To receive additional materials via our newsletter and to find products for situations you may face as a manager or professional, go to www.manager-tools.com. Search for Manager Tools on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Oh,